What's up? Happy Monday. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code CHGO when you sign up. Boy, it was fun to be on DraftKings this weekend. Uh, Make any money? I think $6 in the end. Six, six bucks is better than losing 600 bucks. I'm up 16. Let's go. Thank you, Christian McCaffrey. We're just big winners here on the CHGO <laughs> Bears podcast. Welcome in Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen. Nicholas Moriano with you. Got a fun Monday show planned for you as uh, the beat goes on, baby. We are into the offseason, but we had fun football to watch all mm-hmm. weekend. Got a lot of interesting things. Uh, upcoming free agents I want to discuss that we saw in action over the weekend. I was thinking about how many teams we watched this weekend would rather have Justin Fields as their quarterback we got a lot to discuss. If you had asked the New York Giants that question about, I don't know, say before the season, it would have been a 100% Giants fandom saying, absolutely, I'll take Justin Fields. And now they think that they've got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they are – the Giants have – I don't t- know if they think that. They, they feel good. They feel good yeah, about Daniel Jones. They, well, I don't know if they – of course they don't think that, but – Saquon Barkley. back. He's back from uh, his tennis camp. Saquon Barkley's calling Daniel Jones the shiznit. He didn't Ooh. use that language, but that's what he that's what he that's what he was saying. Would have been a great good to quote. be back. Would have been a yeah. great quote if he did. Yeah. If he actually said shiznit. This dude's this dude is running. This dude is throwing. This guy's winning road football games. He's playing great early. He's playing great late. Daniel Jones. Oh my God. Uh, how's, right? how's tennis camp? Tennis camp was amazing. I'd like to uh, send a personal thank you out to Coach Steve, who um, worked with me. We've got a new service flowing motion that uh, I'm very excited about. Tried to put it into, in, into action yesterday. First match back, 7.30 in the morning, was on the court, getting ready for a wild card weekend Sunday, and I lost to a 90-year-old, 6'3", 6'3". How old was he, really? 60s for sure, for sure, and might have been 70s, and I was, I like to call myself out, actually, I was an incredible, I rarely swear on this show, but I was, I, I, I acted like an ass, because every oh, time this no. guy, hit, every, well, every time he had a great shot, I just kind of like mockingly laughed, like, how the hell does that go, and there's no way you should be making that shot, meanwhile, the guy's just killed him, just, he's, he's just playing better than me, so congratulations to whatever his name was, and then mostly, most of the time, by the way, when I play in these things, you know, everybody goes their separate ways. They're not super fancy clubs. Like, you don't, like, the shower is not really an appealing thing. But I needed a shower <laughs> yesterday, so I go in there. Guy's got to come in and shower, too. And he just beat me. Now we got to be like, it just, you know, couldn't we have gone our separate ways? But it was great. It was good to go down to Florida, even though it was 40 degrees. And it's also great to be back and good to see you guys. Hi. Good, good, Mark. You yeah. grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. I Part do. Experience. I do. The, I, the after competition, locker room camaraderie is part of the deal. You can't just be mad at the guy for having to take a shower. I'm a competitor, Hogue, and I don't, it just doesn't, br- it, it doesn't brush off me that easily. Speaking of competitors, Adam, you did have some serious basketball playing over the weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, I can't feel the lower half of my body right now. And when I can, it really hurts. Um, return to the, grand return to the basketball court yesterday. Uh, I'm ex- it's been almost three years pre-pandemic. Wow, and uh, it was great. It's so, it's 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 truly the best recreational sport if you can play it. Absolutely, I, I it's like a, 
it's like an en- I, is there such thing as enjoyable pain? Yes. Like oh I yeah. I miss for this sure. feeling. Yes. I know. Yes. I it really. I am sore in places I haven't been sore in a long time, but I know that I accomplished something right. by doing it. It's a right. great yeah. feeling. Right. Basketball. Thank you great. to the football season, by the way, for slowly killing us all. Yeah. Did you get any any? Because that could not happen. It's like season's over. Okay, I can go play basketball. Did you get any arguments? Or was no. it a cl- was it a clean pickup game? Uh, it was clean. A lot of guys That's I hadn't seen in a long time. It was good to see almost all of the same crew back there. Everybody was oh, okay. Good. So this is this was a, not a random crew. This was no. These are guys I play with long. Now there's plenty of arguments that come oh, with the territory. Sure. Yeah, usually the same one or two people are involved, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Fire them. They should be fired. <laughs> um, you but, need to play something other than basketball. Yeah, you're ruining the game. It's a message from all of us at CHGO. Don't be that dude. <laughs> They're always there. You though. suck. They're always there. Yeah, there's there's probably one or two in every NFL locker room too. Yeah. What's up, the Duke? Still with us here on a uh, with a big Monday morning. Do Do you realize, by the way, how many game how many days has it been since the Bears played a football game? Trivia to start the show. How many days has it been since they played a football game? Yeah. Eight? Um, yeah. Eight days. Mm-hmm. How you, long does it feel like? You count that last game? Eight you days. Think it, you think it feels like eight days? I feel it feels like 800 days. <laughs> like, it's been so long ago. I don't really remember that Minnesota game, to be completely honest. Doesn't it feel long ago? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'll agree. A lot's happened the last week. Yeah, like, I, I miss you, Bears. And well, if we, you're going to call out the Duke, you might as well read a super chat now. I was going to say. I got another one, too, in the back uh, if you want to. Double those up. I I hate when people here's our the guy the Duke nine eight one one with the nineteen dollar and ninety nine cent Monday morning. I hate when people call professional athletes frauds. They work so hard and are peak professionals who leave it all out on the field. Also, Kirk Cousins is a fraud. <laughs> Built that up. Built that up to bring Kirk Cousins hey, down. Kirk played well, Duke. He, he, that wasn't, he wasn't, oh, come on. They didn't lose because of Kirk Cousins. They lost because they, they, they don't know I how to play defense. I do not believe the explanation by either him or O'Connell after the game. That was a just, I mean, it's a brutal play design, but, like, you can't throw that ball there. You no, just you can't. can't. Yeah. 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 When the game's on the line, like, Eight yards I kind of understood what he was saying and that they've had plenty. If you watch the Vikings, by the way, the TJ Hawkinson trade is one of the most bizarre. I, I had this in my notes to talk about today. Yep. One of the most bizarre trades I can think of. Okay, one, it's an interdivision trade. You don't get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So you move them from the Lions to the Vikings in the middle of the season. That doesn't happen a lot. Two, he got a lot better. Like, oh, yeah. he's turning into an absolute stud at that position. It made the Vikings better. It was a great trade for, the, for them. And then, meanwhile, the Lions didn't miss them at all. They got, like, Shane True. Zilstra or whoever the hell that yep. is Where catching touchdowns, touchdowns every yep. week. It's, what? what? It, nothing about that trade makes sense. Well, they dealt from strength. There's that from a Detroit standpoint. But yeah, the the I mean, think about. I don't want to go too far down this path of next year already because eight zillion things are going to happen. But if you were going to handicap the North right now, I mean, <laughs> Minnesota is not going anywhere. They're going to get better, I would think. 
It's Dude. first year with a new head coach. I mean, mm. win 13 games. They got some decisions to make, they starting do. with that quarterback, which I think brings us into what we wanted to talk about. Okay. I, I mean, I think you got a if couple. If you're Kevin O'Connell, you rather run it back with Kirk Cousins or or would you rather have Justin Fields? Give me a new defensive coordinator, a couple of cornerbacks, and I'm running it back. Let's go. First of all, I'll tell you the hire I'm making immediately if that – couple things. If I'm the if I'm the Chargers, and I say this as a huge Brandon Staley fan, okay, got to go. Is he still employed? As of this moment, he is. He's got to go. I, I like Brandon Staley enough to bring him back with one big exception. If Sean Payton wants that job, go give Sean Payton that job right now. Justin Herbert can ball. Yes. And there's no reason they should have lost that game. No. There's absolutely no freaking reason. No. And Brandon Staley likes to be unique, do things outside the box. But, yeah, if Sean Payton's calling, I'm, at, I'm picking and, up that phone. And this is why I, went, why I went down this path, because you said they need a new defensive coordinator. Ed Donatel is their defense coordinator. He's coached in Chicago. Great secondary coach. Don't think – I don't know if it's a talent thing or both, but it hasn't been great there. But they just switched from the old 4-3 they've been running for years under Mike Zimmer to Brandon Staley's type of defense, Vic Fangio tree. If Staley becomes available, the first phone call making about the Vikings is, yo, you want to come be RDC? Or, or Sean Desai, who I believe is interviewing with the Browns today as well. Do that, we, that's where I'm looking. They're not getting rid of Brandon Staley, are they? Did you see that game? I mean, dude. That was... Would you... Uh, yeah, I got it. Brutal. And it's not just yesterday. or two, That's not just Saturday. He played Mike Williams in week 18. He fractured his back. For no reason whatsoever. And they still yeah, lost no. that game. <laughs> Exactly. It's all fair, and I also feel like I would still bet on Brandon Staley to be a very good head coach in the NFL when it's all said and done. When they actually, when you actually look at his entire body of work, it's an, uh, it's you can't go out any worse. No, seven yeah. carries, seven yards in the second half. Woof. Yeah, that Eckler touched it five times. Were they were they ahead in that game? No, not at all. <laughs> would running the football have made some level of sense? It would have. So, if I'm the Vikings, I would rather have Justin Fields. And you know who else wanted Justin Fields over Kirk Cousins? The Vikings. They wanted him in that draft. Mm-hmm. And they weren't willing to move up the same way the Bears were. Uh, and the Bears got him instead. Now, that was a different regime. That was Rick Spielman as the mm-hmm. GM. But still, these new guys coming in. I don't know. It's certainly, I don't think they lost that game yesterday because of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. That last play was like mind boggling, though. How do you check it down in that situation? You got to at least throw it up to one of your guys downfield. And you, even if it's a prayer, you, you can't check it down in that spot. You do. And that's him. And that's like. Yeah. But that, dude, that Vikings team, I don't know that you can just count them as like for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to think something comes back to the middle with the one-score one game. One-score game, yeah. They won every single one of those this season. So those except They're for like one of the worst DVOA teams that have ever been in the playoffs. DVOA? I did not DVOA. expect DVOA this early in the show. That's fantastic. <laughs> Monday. But it's just true. I, all right, how about other teams that we saw this weekend? Um, let, let's go in order. Let's start Saturday. Okay. Okay. 
If you're the 49ers or the Seahawks, would you rather have Justin Fields as your quarterback? Go ahead, Nick, because you, I mean. Yeah, I know Brock Purdy's balling out with the San Francisco 49ers, and I, I understand that he's playing really good football. But imagine if that was Justin Fields with that 49ers offense, everything they can do. I, I mean, I know that he's, he's playing well and he has a lot of playmakers, but if you have Justin Fields on that 49ers team, they'd be the front runners. I honestly believe that. I know the passing game still needs to come for Justin Fields. Brock Purdy's balling out, like I said, but give me Justin Fields with those 49ers. Dangerous. So, and, yeah. And if you're the Seahawks, all the, due respect to Geo. No, the Seahawks is a no brainer. Yeah. But what's interesting is the Niners. Like, if you let's go truth serum. Purdy or Fields? By the way, I'd like to throw... It's not even a question. Brock freaking Purdy? Dude. Dude, he's... I don't care. I can't figure it out, but there's... It's good situations, man. He... Ideal situation. He, when's the last time Justin Fields threw for 300 yards? He's never done. So the, I yards. mean, it's Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. There's just no, no reason in the world you'd pick Brock Purdy over Justin Fields. In no scenario at all. I, I mean, I think logically you're absolutely correct. And if this feels like my Cooper Rush moment all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. What a world. But, we yeah. in. <laughs> when Mark Carmen was coming on this show in week two and week three, being oh. like, is Cooper Rush better than Justin Fields? I just said the dude. Uh, all I said was <laughs> that he looks better. And right. And, and you weren't wrong. Uh, yeah. And at, at that time, I definitely was not wrong. If you're looking at whose looks better, uh, but, but and I'm not saying but that's, but that's I think a good example of well, we can't necessarily just be prisoners of the moment, mm-hmm. and yeah, I that's, just that's right. I this Brock Purdy thing is crazy, and they obviously love him, and the team his teammates are just oh, raving sure, yeah. about him. So he might have that it factor that some other quarterbacks just don't have, but. It's still a small sample size, guys. And and I don't think he's doing that on any other team in the league right now. Kyle Shanahan the genius. is an offensive genius. He's doing a tremendous job there. And I don't know how many – certainly no. I don't know if there's another team that's had a crazier quarterback year than the 49ers. They go from right. Trey Lance is our guy, Jimmy's definitely out. Oh, we're going to sign Jimmy anyway. Because Jimmy decided to resign because he realized that market wasn't really that good. Mm-hmm. And then he plays one and a half games or whatever it is. And then Jimmy's in there and he's looking good again. And he's going to get paid. Then he gets hurt. Now the season's definitely over. And now Brock Purdy's the guy. It's bizarre. There was no market for Jimmy Garoppolo. And when he got an opportunity to play this year, he played well. He threw 16 touchdown passes. He was picked off four times. So it just shows that, to your point, that whoever steps in there, if you're competent, you're, you have a very good chance of doing well, and Brock Purdy is doing well, yeah. yes. Outlander says 49ers made Nick Mullins work, too. Right. To True. a point. Yeah. To a point. But I think that also speaks to the fact that if Justin Fields is there, he can work just as well, even you're, better. You're, you're getting that, which is why I think everybody in the world, including myself, would like to see Trey Lance eventually play football for them. Because yeah, not in a monsoon, too. He, yeah, can, he, he can do exciting things as well, but now it's three years since he last really played football, and it's just that's just crazy. <laughs> All right, so the 49ers situation is interesting. If I'm them, I'm feeling good about Brock Purdy. 
by the way, there's a lot to still decide here. I mean, there's th- there we could have three more weeks of Brock Purdy. Yeah. And potentially a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, yeah, according to you, you haven't been to a Super Bowl. I got him losing to the Bengals. But um, so are you telling me that whoever wins Cowboys Bucks, if the Niners were given a choice next week, hey, dude, we can give you Justin Fields to start this game or you can continue with Brock Purdy. What do you think Kyle Shanahan says? Sorry, hold on. What are we plug in Justin Fields? We're just plug- you, made Justin that co- you made that question very complicated. So I Justin did? Fields. I said, I, <laughs> does, does Justin Fields what? suddenly know the offense and understand everything Shanahan's been teaching for the last however many weeks? Like, is it that? Right. So, so you're saying that the answer is no because he well, hasn't. I mean, that's not fair at all. I didn't all. say it was fair. This is not. We're, this oh, my God. This is, Carm, we're, we're, when does tennis camp start back we're, up? We're not, we're not in a courtroom. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's, it's a, a new life. Well, okay. No, no, no. I, I'm going to rephrase your question l- for l- you. Let me rephrase. If Justin Fields yeah. knows the offense. Yeah, let's do it that way. If Justin he, he Fields knows, knows, the, knows the offense, yes. who are you starting next week? So you, so you think everyone thinks? I'm just curious. Like yes, yeah. No one thinks Brock Purdy is better than Justin Fields. In no one in the world, Brock Purdy's parents, who they showed 700 times, do not think this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Give me Fields with that offensive line with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle with George Kittle. You got. You guys are not Kyle get- Shanahan is his play caller. Y- y- y'all are y'all are probably right, and I'm not even disagreeing. But all I'm saying is y'all are not giving the Brock, Brock Purdy no, and his no, family he should get credit. He absolutely You're, should. But, but what I'm saying, the 49ers in real life should do this offseason is still not give up on Trey Lance. No, and yeah. not and also I wouldn't care. I don't care if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. I'm not walking into training camp going, "You're you're 100 our starter." We're working this thing out here. Yeah, you got to see what Trey Lance has. Because, again, he has that extra ability that Brock Purdy doesn't with the escape ability to a, almost like a field, but that's something that Purdy just doesn't have. I want to go back and watch the tape closer. There were still a few throws in that game, like specifically towards the sideline, where I'm like, I love what this guy's doing, but not a whole lot of mustard on that throw. No, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. just painful watching it come but out. But within the system, right, it works. It, you it, can make and, it work. And if he's making smart decisions, you're seeing it right now with Daniel Jones too. Like, he's yeah. Daniel Jones, Brian Dable, and Daniel Jones. Yeah, which we're we're gonna get to here in a second too. All right, so then the um the next game Saturday, Justin Herbert and uh, Trevor Lawrence. You're sticking with those guys, with those obviously guys, yeah. over Justin Fields. Yeah. AFC. Anybody want to fight back on that in the chat? I want to. I, I know you're out there. <laughs> Don't yeah. do it. Oh, I was getting texted uh, when. <laughs> When Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half, yeah, a couple of my see, buddies I told you. A couple of my buddies, Keith Willard, um, <laughs> texting me Willard. just anti. Oh, I thought I thought uh, Trevor Lawrence was so much better than Justin. Yeah, by the end of that game, how'd you feel? I'm sorry, but I still believe that Justin Herbert is not the guy. I know he's like the specimen and everything. He's six six and all that. I don't think he's ever going to win anything. Ever in his career. What if Sean Payton's his coach? I don't know. That could, but didn't yeah. we just walk through what the problem was in that game? Yeah, no, I do. I just, I'm just saying Justin Herbert has proven nothing in his career. He's lost every game he's tried to, supposed in to win. In his NFL career. In his NFL career, yeah. I don't know. Did Oregon win anything? I don't see them having yeah, an initial championship. Outstanding Rolls Bowl victory over the Wisconsin Badgers. Just a formidable opponent. Yeah. 
Yo, Kurt, I'm not take. I, I'm sticking with with QB one, just so you know. But I'm also underlining that QB one. I guess. I guess my point in all of this is that he, there is a uh, there is a the biggest job is to actually give him players around him so he can be QB one for reals. Throwing the football. The other part of it is that he still does need to hit the, I understand exactly the offense and him picking mm-hmm. apart a defense level that he has not gotten to yet. And we're seeing that from Brock damn-ass Purdy, which is just <laughs> kind of bizarre. I mean, how much how much has Brock Purdy played? Um, not, he, was, he was the last player selected in the draft, and he got a weird opportunity. Yes? Uh, I just... You know what makes me more mad about the Brock Purdy thing than anything else? Please, will you draft more quarterbacks? Right, right. Like right. I don't care if it's one out of ten is the hit rate late in the in the late rounds. It might even be worse than that. But like, you really needed Elijah Hicks in the seventh round. The, Week eighteen would have been eleven so much. draft picks. You couldn't take yeah. one. You know what I mean? Like. How many years do we have to go through this? Take more swings at quarterbacks. If, look at the 49er seasons right, season right now if they didn't do that. Yeah, who were they throwing I mean, they could right? legitimately win the Super Bowl, and if they hadn't used the last pick in the entire draft on Brock Purdy. Although, apparently, you could just throw anybody in a quarterback for the Niners. Let's yeah. not give Purdy any quarterback any credit. I 100% with you. It really bothers me, too, going back in time where I sat down with Gardner Minshew at the Super Bowl, and I said, did the Bears show any interest in you at any point? Just throwaway question, just because I'm a Bears fan. Yeah. Rise and shine, Bears fans. Um, so I just I said that question to him. What's up, Rags? And he's like, yeah, they did. I thought I was going to Chicago. Matt Nagy and I, Nagy liked him. And then you don't draft him? So you can have... Who, wait, who are you talking about now? I'm talking about the, the pace. You? Like, you're, you you didn't draft him so you could go out and get Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and all this. Gardner Minshew. Thank you. Gardner Minshew. I said that at the start. Oh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Gardner sat down. He was the coolest dude going. Guy was traveling across the country in an RV. Mustache. Yep. He was playing great for the Jags, who had nothing. It's I'm a not great say- viral Super Super Bowl moment for you, by it the way. W- it, it was a good viral Super Bowl moment. Me and me and Gardner hanging out. But it was just like, dude, why not? Why would you love the guy? And he's available in the sixth round. He didn't take him. It's the sixth damn ass round. It's a quarterback. These guys get hurt every other second. Come and on, Rob- man. And Robert, I see your comment. Amazing hindsight here by Hogue. No, I'm the guy that literally every year I think I've ever covered this team has been like draft a draft quarterback. QB. Every year, I don't care. Now, I will say, what? Um, okay, before they had 11 picks, maybe I'm on the fence. The Bears had a lot of needs. But if you had told me before draft weekend last year that they would have had 11 draft picks. Oh. I mean, look at that. You got one, two offensive, one offensive lineman that wasn't even on your team by mid, the middle of the year and Zach Thomas. Another offensive lineman that never played. Um, also, Doug Kramer. Yeah. Doug Kramer. I like Doug, Doug Kramer. Kramer, who got hurt. And and Carter, yeah. No, and yeah. Then, and then Carter, who never played. And and then Zach Thomas, who was gone. Yeah. And, you know. Although we were saying that it was good to take swings on all the linemen as well. 
They round, yeah. Right, but maybe if they're all gone, yeah. You just you, you just quarterback, you, you, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Quarterbacks matter. You, yeah, we did have Tim Boyle though. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's why Week 18 was so pointless. It was just Nathan Peterman, Tim Boyle going out there. Like, had I been there seeing like a rookie. Like even if it wouldn't have meant anything, right. like it just—it's still a rookie quarterback. And, and I said this when Mitch was here too. Just always have a young quarterback you're working on. I feel like I, I don't—I don't get it. Um, so, all right. Well, well, I do. I just less part part of it. You have to have a young quarterback who's confident enough to have another young quarterback in the room that is not looking over his shoulder. And I would like to think going forward here that the Bears have that and Justin Fields is very comfortable in himself that you could this year in the late rounds take somebody who you like, work on developing him, and if in fact Fields misses some time next year like he did this year, you're playing him versus throwing Trevor Simeon out there just because he understands the offense and is not going to embarrass you. By the way, uh, I agree with that. I mean, come on, you, you, he Fields should not should have enough confidence that he can he can he can get that done. All right, we got to take a quick time out, um, and then I got a lot. Actually, so we got a lot still in the show. Yes, we'll start it off with uh, talking about Shady Rays, which are premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity, substantial durability. And styles cater to everyone in every lifestyle. The best power, part about Shady Rays, they're the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair I've ever owned. So, And Shady Rays customers seem to agree because they have over 200,000 five-star reviews and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all the newest and best shades. Yeah, and if you want to hook up your tailgate and make it look like the greatest tailgate in the history of tailgates, Chi-Town Cornhole will... Get you going with our their custom boards, the vinyl, the LED lighting is absolutely sweet. And you can, you know, invite Hogue over and he'll have a great time showing his incredible talent. The number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere. They offer local pickups as well. They're specializing in corporate designs for your company's ex-marketing, social event, wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, tailgaters, backyard barbecues. Uh, check out their website, ShytownCornhole.com. Uh, you can also follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards. These things are sweet. Your life will be a whole lot better. Shytown Cornhole. All right. What? Yeah. At some point, we got to do that. I know. I got it. Um, before we get to that, I have a mystery scouting report Ooh, that I want to read to you, see if you can f- guys can figure out okay. what I'm talking about. Okay. I like challenges. I'm going to have to. It'll be a challenge reading this and not give it away while I'm reading it. So, um, it's a quarterback. Interesting prospect because um, in college, never screamed future NFL star, 
But when you watch the bigger picture, you see why he has a chance to be a decent starter at the next level. He's a facilitator, smart, reads defenses, and he'll usually get the ball to the right guy. Spending four years, I can't name the coach, it'll be a dead giveaway, but four years with, so that's one hint, four years in college with a coach um, with a reputation for getting guys ready for the NFL. The arm is good enough. You know you're getting a leader in your quarterback room. Second-round grade, probably not getting a Hall of Famer, but early starter and will last in the league for a long time. Perhaps an Andy Dalton-like career. Oh, it's got to be Spencer Petras, right? Wait, so... (laughs) What did you say about the coaching? <laughs> Repeat that part again because okay. I was reading the Duke. Sorry, I had, to, chat. I had to tweak a lot of this or would have given it, it would have given it away. And if you take a guess in the chat here, too, as we're kind of thinking about this as well. Yeah. Um, here, I, 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 here's another hint. I wrote this. Oh. 2019 draft. Oh, this is a oh. someone I saw in person. Oh, I thought this was someone from this season. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I know who it I is. I want to be a little bit clear. But someone I saw. In person, three straight seasons in college. While I never thought he was good, let me rephrase that. That was a, I misspoke. While I've always thought he was good, he never screamed future NFL star to me. That said, seeing only three of 36 starts in person is a very small sample size. When you watch the bigger picture, you see why he has a chance to be a decent starter at the next level. He's a facilitator, smart, reads defenses, will usually get the ball to the right guy. Spending four years with David Cutcliffe is a plus. Oh. Arm is good enough. You know you're getting a leader in the quarterback room. I gave him a second-round grade. I doubt you're getting a Hall of Famer here, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's an early starter and lasts in the league for a long time. Well, we all know who he's talking yep, about yep, now, yep. right? Uh, so that was Daniel Jones? Yes. Daniel Jones. Yes. And he went, what, eighth overall, was it? He went a lot higher than I had him as a second-round pick. Let's see. Um, but here he was yesterday as our Draft Kings King of the Game. <laughs> <laughs> 24 at 35, 301 passing yards, two touchdowns, and carrying the football, man, he could do. It's most he's ever carried it. Yeah, 78 rushing one. yards, so he's not quite, obviously not quite as explosive or dangerous carrying the ball as Justin Fields is, but um, certainly when you watch that offense, he's a threat. We saw him against the Bears and all the bad eyes that the Bears had on him as he's running for bootleg a, touchdowns this year. That's a bad um, memory. I saw someone uh, – that 78 rushing yards total uh, would have been 80, except for the kneel downs. Oh. And I saw someone, I don't know if it was on DraftKings or another book, but someone's parlay. <sighs> That's well, It was a very large parlay, all based around Daniel Jones' numbers, and 80-plus rushing yards was so they must the have, one that missed. They must have had an alternate yeah, I'm sure line it was on that, because yeah. that could not have been the over-under no, 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 rushing. Yeah. Yeah. The alternate. That's, that and, but that made it some insanely yeah. high plus number and it equals zero dollars because it you know what i've learned someone somewhere is always losing something on the last play of every game correct it's usually me it's it's (laughs) it's the brilliance of of gambling and being on the DraftKings side of it congratulations DraftKings is a great thing but we're all entertained i mean it's amazing the number of bad beats that happen like just based on everything like the Bengals kicker last night missing that extra point Mm -hmm. in the first half 
the I mean, uh, Justin Jefferson touchdown that yes. got called back, someone had first time touchdown for yes. like five different guys. He lost out on millions of dollars. Yes. It's yes. like, and then someone bet a crazy amount of Jaguars. I don't believe that. Don't that, that one, I don't believe at all. I, know, I don't know. I know it was supposedly true, but yes, yeah, someone bet $1.4 million on the Chargers when they were up 27 zip to win 11 grand. Why would you do that if you, like, that's 0.8% ROI. It makes no sense. It's a terrible investment. And, like, that's not how you and, make and, money. And if you, you can say that it's got to be someone who's just got an insane amount of money that they don't care about losing, but then why do they care that much about winning 11 grand? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's mm. the part of it yeah. that, that makes it not real to me. Yeah. But, right. I was also thinking yesterday, why not just... There's no way whatsoever the Bills are going to lose to the Dolphins. Why don't you just money line that and take whatever the whatever you could get? You know it's free dough in your pocket, and it's going to pay better than whatever percentage you just named. And if you had done that for a lot of dough, you would have been sweating that thing out. To right, and to win, like, not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been a terrible four hours of your life. It would have been oh, my terrible. I don't know why that game went as long as yeah, it did, but it was sure did. Well, I know why, but... It's really rare for an NFL game to go like that. Anyway, um, Daniel Daniel Jones at this point deserves his props. Um, he certainly played better yesterday than even that scouting report I just read to you. He has emerged. I still think that, like, big picture-wise, that's sort of what his career is going to be. But if you're the Giants now, I think you got to pay him. And then the question becomes... That's such a tough spot. Can you also pay Saquon Barkley then? Which brings us to our next topic. Yeah. If you're the Bears, you see how – I mean, Saquon's clearly – just he's, he's, he's just back. a different running back. I still think there's an argument that you don't necessarily need that for what it, what it will cost you. But when you're the Bears and you have this cap floor that you got to get to where you almost have to spend – you have to, at some point, spend money just because you have to. Mm-hmm. Is this a rare case where maybe it actually makes sense to spend that money on a running back that's as elite as Saquon Barkley is? For me, it's no for, for Saquon Barkley. And he showed even more his ability to pat, be a pass catcher in that game against the Vikings, too, which would be great for the Bears' offense. But if I'm Ryan Poles, I don't know if I'm allocating that money to that, to that guy specifically, um, even though... You know, you still have questions with David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert is good. I like Khalil Herbert, but for me, I'm, I wouldn't be paying Saquon. What excites me about the concept of doing it is just, like, looking at the 49ers and how much Christian McCaffrey's, like, changed their entire dynamic. I mean, they – and you need playmakers. And, and the other part of it is who's your wide receiver that you're getting? Yeah, that, you know, we're trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, cool. I, I'm totally down. But well, Barkley and Fields in the same backfield is. Scary. I mean, that would be scary. I mean, it would be a lot of fun. I, I could, if it happened, I wouldn't be the guy on the show saying that's a terrible move. You yeah. don't pay running backs. That makes no sense. It's a non-premium position. Why would you not pay Roquan and then pay him? That doesn't make sense. I wouldn't be doing that. Rise and shine. I think about it, and I'm the guy who, one, always says, don't pay running backs, <laughs> and I want David Montgomery back. And I just think Saquon's just a, a different level, and I think it really is 
again, I go back to just the unique position the Bears are in. If there's if there's ever a spot where you make a move like this, it's now. Now, I still would have hesitations about the back end of the contract. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about signing a running back for like five years, I just feel like there's almost certainly going to be a time towards the end of the deal where you're where you're regretting it. So can you build more incentives towards the back end, you know, the guaranteed money up front? Like, I, I still feel like you have to structure it in a smart way where three years down the road you're not regretting it. But I think there'd be instant payoff next year. The one guy I would, if we're looking at the running back position for free agents, like Tony Pollard, for me, would be, I think, a really nice addition to his backfield. I don't know if it's going to cost quite as much as a Saquon Barkley, but you see the dual threat that he is. What he did, what he did against the Bears too, left a good impression on me when I saw that in Dallas. But that's also if you're going to pay a running back, I do like Tony Pollard a lot. Yeah, that's. Are we all saying right now on the show Saquon? By the way, just people are forgetting because I'm double checking it myself. Saquon's 25 years old. Yeah. With with a significant knee injury, but he's 25 years old. But he also, because of that knee injury and was out for so long, he he doesn't necessarily have the miles on him. That, That's true. That a four-year running back who's been playing nonstop would have. Pollard's 25, too, now. I'm just so, checking this. As yeah. Well. Um, did, did you see the spin move? Oh, he's so yeah. good at that freaking spin move. <laughs> so good. All right. A couple other guys I liked. We're looking at linebackers. Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Is a free agent on the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he costs as much as Roquan. And if at the end of the day you've replaced Roquan Smith with Tremaine Edmonds, added a second round pick, which remains to be seen, who that'll be, and not spent as much money, I think there is a path when you get to the finish line on all that where the math does work out. And you're like, okay, I get it. Good job by Ryan Poles. Until we see who that guy is who's coming in to fill Roquan's spot, it's still a lingering question. I like Tremaine Edmonds a lot, though. Um, I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to keep him, but he's still a young, good linebacker who had a great game yesterday. So as I was watching him yesterday, I'm like, huh, he makes sense. I'll tell you the other one that uh, gave me the uh, hmm emoji, the thinking emoji. Do you know who's a restricted... Restricted free agent this offseason. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Keep going. It's a quarterback. Quarterback? Okay. Quarterback. It's Mitch, right? No. <laughs> Although I do think Mitch Trubisky would be a good backup for Justin yeah. Fields. Not that that would ever happen. Tyler Huntley mm. is a restricted free agent. I like Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Even if he can't stretch the ball out over the goal line. Well, that he was, was kind of – It was play. a little far. That it was, was very not far. what the play was – supposed to be but when you look at how the Ravens have backed up Lamar Jackson you start to see like man that's really how the Bears should back up Justin Fields Mm -hmm. and Tyler Huntley I don't think is a starter in the league but as a backup I'm a big proponent and if you can have a valuable backup I'm not afraid to pay backup quarterbacks and again the Bears have the money so depending on the tender that they put on him or how they handle that situation. Also, what happens with Lamar Jackson? Because if Lamar Jackson's not in Baltimore, is, does Tyler Huntley make sense to be your backup anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to me, that's like a pairing. Yep. So I, I that's just a name that I, I will keep my eyes on because if there's a way to 
sign Tyler Huntley to an, a fair offer sheet where he comes in and, and he's your Justin Fields backup, I like that. Reminder, where was Tyler Huntley drafted? Uh, undrafted. Question. Undrafted. Yes. Anybody could have had good old Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Greg Roman's done a really good job, though. With like Agreed. Catering that offense to Lamar's playing style, but, yeah, like you were just mentioned, if he's not there... I wonder what happens with that whole dynamic of the offense that they want to run there. It could be a lot of change in Baltimore, but, yeah, Tyler Huntley would be great. Yep. A free agent that I was looking at really quickly. I mentioned this on the After Dark show, and people are like, eh, Mike McGlinchey, right tackle. The Bears need one of those. They have uh, Riley Reef right now. Is there right? Maybe. He's, he's also a free agent, but a guy that has played well down the stretch. You need people to block for Justin Fields, but that's somebody that had a rough – I would say a rough start to his career, but he's kind of played well down the stretch. So Mike McGlinchey, 49ers, we love how they're running the ball. It's part of it. I like it. Right tackle upgrade, although it could turn out that it's I don't know, Nick. Let's 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 have a Braxton Jones playing right tackle. Yeah, the Bears yeah. draft a left tackle moment on the show. Why not? On January the sixteenth. <laughs> Trade down. Skaronsky becomes a from the Cats to the Bears to the domination. It's not really what I want, but let's throw that as a possibility. Could be. Absolutely could be. Um, well, I just think it's it's fun to watch some of these free agents that are potentially on the market with how much. Like this time last year, we'd be like, well, none of this matters because the Bears can't sign any of these Got guys. Got no money. <laughs> now so. we can literally talk about any any player <laughs> as a, in the draft and or free agency as a possibility. Right, right, absolutely. Um, all right. What else I have here? Man. Oh, okay. There was a tweet last night. Uh-oh. It came out towards the end of the... Um, well, it actually has to do with Tyler Huntley, so good timing to do this. Yeah, so Tyler Huntley did the... the uh, he tried to pull the Trevor Lawrence from Saturday night. Except you can't do the reach for the end zone thing when you're in a condensed formation where it's supposed to be a sneak. You do what, Tyler, you do what Trevor Lawrence did when... You have everything spread out like that, and the gaps are actually open for you to reach. So he reaches in a situation he wasn't supposed to. Ball gets knocked away. Um, and then the Bengals return it for a touchdown. It was probably the biggest play of the day in any of the games. But this tweet from Next Gen Stats comes out. How close was Tyler Huntley to crossing the plane with the football? According to the chip in the football, the closest the ball got to the end zone was .6 yards away from the goal line, which actually isn't that close, if you think about it. No, it's not at all. It's, like, um, it's two feet. Yeah, so I'm not really sure it was trying to be proven here. But um, <laughs> can we just focus? Wait a minute. What, what, wait, what? According to the what? Yeah. According to the chip in the football? Well, yeah. <laughs> You've been screaming about the wait, chip what? in the football. You've wanted the chip There's in the football. There's a chip in the football. You're a big chip in the football guy. You've been screaming, why can't we get a chip in the football, get rid of the chains and the whole thing? And then this leads to... Because this kind of went viral then, like, wait wait a minute, there's a chip in the football. And then there's all these other tweets that started popping up, including, like, Sean Payton on some podcast a couple years ago talking about how there's already chips in the footballs. And then there's this, this smart— Yeah, apparently this has been known. There's this analytics guy who works for Amazon Prime now who's doing some conference last year and talking about how, yeah, there's a chip in the football, but the technology's not that easy. You still can't figure it out how far— Which— which all due respect to uh, all the smart people out there, the way smarter than me. When I watch tennis and I watch all these other sports that can get the mm-hmm. – or golf and they can get Soccer. the ball to the millimeter, you can't tell me we can't get the football. Agreed. You just can't. 
It's all for show. We have planes that fly themselves. Let's okay, have, come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a replay on every single play. Let's sit there and, and let's let's. Well, well, wait, 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 go, on I'm that, sorry. And that mo uh, to that point though, I want to give the NFL credit. If you watch football this whole weekend, how many more expedited reviews did we see? That happened so quickly where they got yeah. the call right, where you didn't even need to throw the red challenge oh. flag and waste three minutes yeah, over. Yeah, the replay assist. It's right. working really well. It is. Shout out to the NFL for coming through on something we all told you you could have done 20 years ago. But we're here and we made it. But doesn't this feel this like the same thing with the chip and the football? Yeah. It's I like mean, we've been screaming this forever. Why can't we get this going? And then we find out there is a chip in the football. The chain gang, I've never, like, watching them go out there and try to, oh, yeah, we saw the ball's right there, and then they go out. It just. Such a good gig. <laughs> how about, how about not, not just the chain gang or what, just spotting the football. Seriously, where is it yeah. supposed to well, be? Which was the game yesterday where they didn't even, they didn't even um, bring the chain gang out to measure it. They just automatically gave it a first down, and then they challenged it. There was an automatic review on it, but there was not really a good view, so they couldn't see where the ball was. And I was like, well, you shouldn't you have least measured here? It, yeah. And they didn't even do that. So uh, what game was that? Someone in the chat knows. I don't know. Was that the I'm Dolphins? I'm not sure what you're uh, referencing. Was that something with the Dolphins late in that game or no? It was one of the games John, yesterday. John I enjoyed. Uh, so Bills. What was your favorite viewing experience this weekend? Moana. <laughs> First time watching Moana. Lawrence done his game today. Love it. I was having fun Saturday. Yeah. I think the, I think the Chargers Jags game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bills Dolphins game took too long yesterday. Vikings Giants was yeah. Both of the games the rest of the day. Sure. Yesterday, I actually yesterday was just enjoyable overall. Like it's good game. Killing killing myself playing basketball and then doing nothing but sit on a chair for such twelve a, hours. Such a good Perfect. product. It's <laughs> good job for the NFL. And we get a game tonight. Woo. Which now that we're here on this, I love it. This is. I love that there's a game tonight. This is a big night for me and Gregory P. Braggs, who both have picked. We both have picked the Cowboys to make a run to the Super Bowl. Bold pick. Starting with beating Tom Brady. Let's go Dallas. Let me just say, I am undefeated right now in all of my picks. If the Bucks win. Told you. Knew it. Knew it. It's definitely a stay away game for me because I can see either yeah. thing happening. I have no idea where to go with this game. Uh, Outlander says, put some chips on the refs so they don't call BS roughing the passer on their favorites or taunting on the marshes of this world. The Dexter Lawrence call was Ridiculous. outrageous. Terrible call. Against nope. Kirk Cousins. Like, what else is he supposed to I don't know. Those it, defenders. It's so bad. It's so bad. It didn't end up, you know, hurting them because they won the game, but, but still, like that of... <laughs> Could have impacted. It definitely could have. Yeah. Um, we want football. We want football. We really would like football. We like football. Well, we're getting it again tonight. Um, and speaking of that, the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round coming up this weekend, make sure you check out DraftKings Sportsbook. You can tonight, obviously, as well. Um, uh, obviously, DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Which is great that we get to actually say Super Bowl 57 in a read because they are the official. Boom. Yeah, you don't get to do that too what often. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot 
an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Depending on how many legs you have in the parlay, the more you use, the more the bigger the boost you get on that. And then download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you haven't already, use code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. As I'm about to read this FOCO reading. FOCO! I'm going to make a same game parlay on this game tonight and hopefully win some more money. But for FOCO... Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted on the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Foco. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Foco. <laughs> I love Foco. Did you get a photo? <laughs> no, I was using the QR code so I could get to my oh, Foco so okay. I could get myself some Foco. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Um, Staley to Bears Chicago Bears Thanksgiving maps. Scott Bobblehead, damn it. Foco. Foco. F-O-C-O. <laughs> all right. Um. Should we get to some super chats here? Sure, why not? Let's yeah, do this. We'll fire those Hi, away. Got a little bit more news um, as well that pertains to the Bears, but start it can with, be on Start with Chris. Big day tomorrow for CHGO and the Chicago Bears, by the way. I don't know how much we're talking about that, but I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin uh, Warren's press conference tomorrow. We got a lot of coverage coming up. Uh, Chris Super Chat here, 999. I don't know why people thought CJ Stroud was going to go back to Ohio State. Justin Fields did the same thing last year. To I did not understand that. People were thinking that, like, oh, he's going to go back. There's a big NIL uh, war chest there in Columbus. Yeah. Why would you well, go to back to And that's the Columbus? thing about Fields. Fields' situation, the, the NIL wasn't this. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a couple years ago now at this point. But, yeah, I understood the thought of, this is an interesting thing that people need to understand. I don't think C.J. Stroud falls in this category. I think C.J. Stroud, to get a year's worth of NIL money, would not have added up to what you've been missing. Because you're del- not only are you turning down a top five draft pick, most likely, in that contract, which is not nothing, but you're also then delaying your next contract by a year by staying in school and to me at the end of the day I don't know how that would um, all work out now some of these senior quarterbacks especially some of these guys with the COVID waiver still that are very good college quarterbacks that know they're not going to get drafted until like the 6th, 7th or go undrafted I totally see why it makes sense to stay in school and get paid I've I've already heard some of these conversations about college basketball players that kind of know they're not getting drafted to the NBA. They'll probably have to go overseas. You can probably make more money by staying at Kansas for one more year yeah. than go play in Spain or, or wherever for for a year. Um, so I, there, there really is on the, on the good college, maybe not good pro player level, 
depending on what sport we're talking about, definitely reasons to stick around if you're that valuable to your college team. I didn't necessarily think C.J. Stroud fit that, though, because I just think he's a bona fide top five pick. Um, and anyway, he finally declared this morning he is going to go to the draft. Now, how much helps or hurts the Bears? There's been kind of a debate about that. I honestly think it's negligible. I'll, yeah. Well, what hurts the Bears, if I may, is an archaic college football rule. Caleb Williams would be the number one overall pick. That is a consensus number one quarterback. People would be paying through the nose to get the that pick if, if he was able to come out in the draft this year, which, of course, he's not. So that that's kind of a bummer, which yeah. is – I don't know how you get around that, though. I don't think you want an influx of guys who have only been in college football for two years. It's not, it's not basketball. It's different, man. you gotta, you got to have some it, experience the NFL is just, You don't have to draft them? Yeah, but if there's guys that then go undrafted that really could have benefited from a third year of college football. That's, that's the, they don't have to come out. But they will is the point. They get bad yeah. advice. They get agents that want to get paid, and, they, and they, uh, you see this all the time. But you, it happens in the NBA Caleb too. Caleb Williams is the absolute exception. That I that, ha- that we get maybe mm-hmm. once every three years. I'm not saying people will make won't make bad decisions, but there's a lot of dudes who make terrible decisions when they decide to come out to the NBA. That happens all the time, yeah, and they end up yeah. overseas or in the G League, and they never get there. But is there a chance we, had they stayed that they would have made it? Yeah, absolutely. So you like that? Yeah, it's know, not about like or dislike. It's just about what's fair. If Caleb Caleb Williams shouldn't have to play another year, he should. He literally, if I was advising the dude, I hate to say this, but it's like just don't play. Sit out the year. Work with the trainer. You can't get hurt. You're going to be the number one overall pick. It's millions and millions of dollars. You're going to get to live your dream. You don't need to. The, you don't need to play another down of college football. But I think that's the good part about nil. That's he's true. Get paid. Mm-hmm. He's going to doing just fine staying at USC for one more. That yeah. that's an excellent. Fair, cogent, wealth, well, well uh, executed Look, rebuttal. Yeah. There's many <laughs> layers to all of this, and dude should still be able to come out. Yeah, maybe there should be like a panel of the, that the NFL can vote on. Where like, but then that gets murky, murky because like if you're a team that can't get Caleb Williams, why would you say you should come True, out? True. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to wait a year. But yeah, it, it's. And to, to your original point, and we can read the Duke's chat here, C.J. Stroud coming out is good for the Bears. More, okay. The more the merrier. Let's go. So the Duke says 1999 uh, super chat here. I genuinely think Stroud declaring is good for the Bears. Hopefully Bears can trade back to like four. And since Stroud is there, someone comes up to take him from Arizona at three. The Bears still have their pick of defensive monsters at four. It is uh, – this, I'm, I think I'm with you, Duke. There's been a lot of debating of this over the weekend as, like, the rumor started to swirl that Stroud might actually stay. Because <clears throat> I think the simplified thinking was, well, that just creates a... Supply and demand. A, a bidding war for Bryce Young mm-hmm. then um, if C.J. Stroud's not in there, and so maybe it jacks the price up. But... I get that, too. I mean, I understand but that logic. I also agree with this idea, which is the fact that it. I think it pushes Jalen Carter and Will Anderson down a little bit more, mm-hmm. too. So you could still secure one of them depending on the permutations of, you know, what trade options might be out there. Yeah, if C.J. Stroud would have stayed, 
Maybe Will Levis climbs up these leader these draft boards that's for other NFL. Oh, he's teams. still climbing. He's the best. We all want him to be. Amazing. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's incredible. Greatest if quarterback you, I've ever seen. If you don't draft <laughs> Levis seriously in the top three, like, what are you doing? Where? How are you even evaluating football? You don't even deserve to get to listen to the CHGO Bears podcast. I mean, all three of these quarterbacks are. It's, I think Peyton Manning, probably. It's a. It's they and should Manning go one, Trevor two, three. By the way, in my trip to Florida, I was reading Quarterback Dad's. Uh, well, shout out to Teddy Greenstein, who's been on this show. There's some good stuff on the Mannings in there, and some good stuff's on uh, who's that quarterback that's going to be playing at Carmel? Trey Taylor. Yeah, him. Yeah. Wow. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's, sounds like quite the young man, like future NFL star. Zanny, Teddy, great stuff. Uh, anybody wants out there on just interested in journeys and, and insane parents and football and all oh, that quarterback dad's a good read um, i was so proud of myself 55 pages on the plane of, of one book who the hell am i there you go good job Pretty good yeah, i was so impressed with i'm like this was it's tough sometimes or like i'm right there with you mark like i read a book and like 50 i get to 50 and I'm like all right I just I got a book for Christmas that I haven't picked up yet. I my wife gets mad at me because she buys me books and then I don't read them. But I'm gonna just, just give me give me time. I have this awful conundrum on planes where planes make me sleepy, but I can't sleep on them. Oh, that's terrible. I don't get it. What do you mean they make you sleepy, but you can't sleep? I feel tired, but then I can't. I don't fit in the airplane seats. Okay, it, it, there's nothing about it that's comfortable. I'm too. My neck is too long. It's just every time I fall asleep, I go boom. <laughs> I meant to do it's a that. terrible feeling. Every time uh, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Bam. And so, yeah. The long flights, they make these neck pillows I found that strap to the seat. And they close and they hold your head in place so that doesn't happen. That's the only way I can sleep on planes. You could wear that same pillow on a short flight, too. Um, no? Right. No, I can't. But my point is, is like it, it <laughs> prevents me from being productive on our airplanes. I was responding uh, to you. The chance of me finishing 55 pages of any book. I was like, slim this, to none. this is 2023, Carm. Yeah. Every take is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we got another one? Uh-oh. Are they coming at me? Apparently, yeah. your take was not perfect. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> from the Duke. Nine ninety nine. Love you, Carm, but I'm keeping a list of your awful <laughs> takes. One, Bear should stay in Chicago. Which is a great take, Duke. How dare you? Two, Cooper Rush is better than Fields. Never said that. Three, Brock Purdy is <laughs> better than Fields. <laughs> Never said that either, Duke. Four, the Vikings are legit contenders. Did I, if I said that, I apologize. <laughs> what did I don't think it, I was I – was, how am I more spot on about the Vikings than, than the team I cover? Like, everything I said about the Vikings, I had them winning in the North. I never thought they were that good. Mm-mm. I guess I did pick them to win this weekend. That would be the only thing I was wrong. We talked about that game, though. It was I hated that game, though. I really mm-hmm. – that game and the Chargers-Jags game, I didn't have a feeling either way. I was wrong on both of them, but I really didn't have a strong take <laughs> on either of them. <laughs> Don't forget the six-game win streak. It was only five Johnny Sweats. That's a good point. Yeah, and you did predict the five-game winning streak. I just said it was. They were in almost every one of those games. They were right there. Let's <laughs> go five-game win streak. Would you rather have had the season? The v- okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, by, so. I'm just in line with the experts that vote on these things. Uh, 
with Devin. He's getting in. He's going to be a year or two Hall of Famer, which is exactly what he should have been. Congratulations to Devin Hester and you, Greg Braggs. Um, <laughs> Mr. Devin fan number one. Would you have rather had the Bears season this year and or the Minnesota Vikings season? Oh, this was going around. Yeah, I mean, I was getting texts about this Were going around, too. Okay. Yeah. See you, Jonathan. Look, the Vikings. We say goodbye to you when you games. when you put in the chat that you got to go. And the Bears have so many holes right now. Like, is it crazy? Why is it crazy to say that you would rather be the Vikings? But see, that's not the question. That's I'm why not I saying rather be for this season, though. Just, but just see, that's experience. why it's a weird question. Would you rather win? Okay, if it's just, would you rather win thirteen games or have the, the number one overall pick? Thirteen games every time. Always thirteen games. That's the whole point of sports: is to win. I want to win more than I lose. But if you're going to add actual context to that silly question and be like, would you rather be the Vikings going forward right now or the Bears? That's where it gets a lot more interesting. If you're a Vikings fan today, that sucks. You don't like that. You're not sitting there like going to work. Like that was such a great season. I loved it. It was awesome. (laughs) Like you're just like, we're screwed. Well, this is a whole different. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. We, we act like in Chicago that we have it rough, and it is rough right now with our sports teams. Okay, do you know that none of the four major sports teams in Minnesota have won a title since 1991? Mm. Shout out Kirby Puckett. I love that Twins team. Me too. They were fun. Game seven. That's World ex- Series. Nick, Nick wasn't even born yet. Stick it, John Smoltz. <laughs> yeah, that was the Jack Morris-John Smoltz game. Whew, what a game. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, Seriously, that was the last good World Series outside of 2016. That's not Maybe true. 2005. I don't think that's true. But it's tough being a Minnesota sports fan, guys. No, they, we've, have a, they have a ton of heartbreak, and they never win championships. Yeah. I mean, if you compare... How many championships do we have in that time? We have six Bulls titles... Three Blackhawks. That's nine. Sox. Sox. Sox if you're Cubs. Sky, baby. And then, I, I mean, well, and that's where, didn't the Lynx win a title? I feel like the I Lynx won that. a few. So if, if you, so if you're going to open up the conversation, I get it. But w- how old do you have to be for a championship to count that you actually experienced it? Is it 10 years old? I don't know the answer. See, I count 93, and I was seven. So that counts for you. Yeah, I count. Okay, so let's so so based on that, then if I you remember were, it, I remember John Paxson hitting that shot and being very excited about it. So okay. it counts. So I'm going to say the 1978. If you were born in 78, which would make you 45 years old, correcting with my my math right, then you've seen every team win in Chicago and have gotten to enjoy it. Okay. You saw 85. You saw the Cubs win. You saw the Sox win. You saw the Blackhawks win it three times. You saw the Bulls be the greatest team that's ever played anything. That's 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 pretty strong. Now for the forty-five to ninety crew, who sat through horrid baseball, a Bulls team that never did anything. You're saying pre eighty-five. Yeah, like yeah. like. Oh, those were the dark days. <laughs> those were right? some like dark s- ass days. Like sixty-three that, Bears title to eighty-five, right? No one in Chicago did anything. Ooh. Right. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah. So Lawrence, I've lost track of. What's going on over there? Sorry. Okay, so that's 22 <laughs> years, though, and the Vikings, or I'm sorry, the Minnesota drought's even longer. That does suck. <laughs> yeah. Got the Mall of America, though. Someone put in the chat. They do have the Mall of America. Good for them. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Braggs wants to hear a rant from Lawrence about being tagged in Jake's viral tweet. 
that happened this weekend. I mean, we could crazy. do. Why were you so mad that you were tagged in it? We want to do this. Yes. <laughs> okay. First off, Ian, uh, love the show, guys. Nick, your jacket is hard AF. My grandpa's jacket right here, played on Southside uh, soccer team, Spania. So wearing it today. Wait, your grandpa owned that jacket? Yep. Just got it last week. So it's like over sixty years old. That jacket. This Car, jacket. Focus for a second. That jacket's unbelievable. He just said it's over 60 years old. That yeah. thing looks like it was I know. produced yesterday. Okay, I, I was just more fascinated by the two whatever women yeah, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the right yeah. shoulder. That's very yeah. that's sexy. The, uh, that's the logo. That's, uh, what's that logo? What company is that? Uh, Azu- no. Um, it's an Italian company. I, I think it begins with a K. Could be wrong. Kangle? No, it's Let's not Kangle. Let's make that up. <laughs> it's that one. <laughs> yep. It's a sweet jacket. All right, why were you mad that you were tagged in the Okay, so uh, I was actually mad at both Braggs and our GM, Jake, because Braggs started it by tagging us in his, like, oh, yeah, that was a great season, the first season uh, at CSGO. Thanks to everyone. (laughs) It's a very nice, sentimental tweet. It was a great tweet. However, it then just, just like, I just kept getting notifications constantly from everyone replying to it, and then people replying to that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, and I tried to mute it, but then it, like, I couldn't find the, the where I needed to do the three dots to mute the conversation. So I was just getting annoyed all every time I opened Twitter because first I've got that stupid for you BS calm. you got to switch over to that and then all the notifications that I don't care about. And then Jake sends out that tweet. I mean, we love Jake, but like that tweet was a lot. And of course, then everyone came at him. And of course, everyone came at the other 10 people that were tagged into it. And... It was even more annoying than the Bragg's tweet. So well, yes, it well, sucks. This has to be a settings thing, man. I didn't get a single notification. I figured oh, no. it out. My phone was blowing up. I too. figured it out. I muted it. <laughs> I was able to mute the conversation, but it was after. But like I don't even think it's that. Hours. No, it was. I got. I, I didn't have to mute anything. I got the original tweet Jake sent, and none of the responses. Oh, I got. <sighs> you getting the responses? Not. I didn't, wasn't getting notifications for them. Oh, neither was I. But every time I opened up Twitter, I had. I would t- see them, but I wasn't. It wasn't like my phone was buzzing. I think you guys got to turn I mean, yeah, off no, no, replies. No, no, no. I, I just, I don't like seeing the little number in that. You didn't, oh, you didn't like your I'm, 20 I'm plus? No. Oh. And yes, Nish, 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 Leah. Nish, Leah. Uh, yes, it is an old man take. Sorry about that. Uh, Kappa is uh, the company that uh, is on Nick's shoulder there. So, anyways, uh, that take was interesting from Jake. And uh, Braggs, love you. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, it's been fun. Let's keep it going. Ooh. All right. Um, I thought Braggs had a great weekend on Twitter. Top, top, top-notch Braggs. I don't follow him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I follow Braggs. You got Braggs muted. Lock. You, no, I don't you, mute Braggs. You muted Braggs. No, Rise and shine. You might mute me on Twitter, but even if you do, I'm still going to be talking. How about when you see Greg Braggs is speaking and you get the opportunity to click into a Braggs room and there's like four people in there that all are just dying, just waiting with bated breath for the next word of Braggs, and then I just want to get in there and talk too. You don't do that enough. You don't just you don't join a random Braggs convo. Uh, oh, on Twitter spaces? Yes. Yeah, I don't do I, uh... Have have to to do, do, I haven't joined one with Bragg. I, I do have thoughts though, because every time I open up the Twitter app, it says on the top, <laughs> "Greg Bragg's is speaking." Greg Bragg's is speaking. I'm telling you, he Ow. goes. It's the way to live your life. I'm going to do a great show to my car windshield today. I should just do it on. on do you ever go to car windshield talk? 
just work out your takes with the windshield and just just tr- try to see what the response is. What what type of responses do you get? Yeah, and then I you you banter it back and forth in your head. You you know you play both sides. You 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 hear. I usually Lawrence, just call you. You hear Lawrence that com- way. I hear Lawrence coming at me. Okay, moron. That's uh, not. Uh, come on now. It makes no oh, sense. No. All right. Uh, last super chat. Then we're out of here from uh, Isaac. Five dollars. Would you rather have Pittman? Yeah, Cap got the whole world going on Pittman this weekend. I think it's another thing I saw on Twitter. Uh, would you guys prefer Michael Pittman and an extra third round pick, or Buckner, or Nelson? Both, both without the extra third rounder on so like top if, of the yeah. other projected picks. Uh, that's there's very there's confusing. A lot going on I here. don't know. <laughs> I, I think. In the, I think he's saying in the case of Buckner or Nelson, you would not get that extra third rounder. But what are on top of the other projected picks? I assume that's like the other ones in that scenario where it would mean Colts at the whatever four. Yeah, four and. Um, you like Michael Pittman? Maybe. You guys like him? I like yeah. the running back for the Cardinals back in the day. <sighs> he was Michael Pittman. I think I'd order that Quentin Nelson to Forrest Buckner. Michael Pittman. To simplify the question, I go Buckner. Would you guys prefer Pittman? <laughs> yeah, I would take Buckner. I I mean, how old is Quentin Nelson now? Twenty seven. He's Roquan Smith's draft. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Buckner. That's well, awful tempting. Buckner and Quentin Nelson still have plenty of football left mm-hmm. to play, um, and I think that they're at a much higher. Level than Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman was what getting passed from Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, like that doesn't help. Twenty six. You couldn't go really wrong in that scenario. Is would be my all needs. I mean all needs. All right, um, I'll sleep on that and have a better answer tomorrow. Want to make sure you guys are up to speed on what's going on tomorrow. So big day. The Bears are introducing Kevin Warren. Big press conference happening at. Noon at House Hall, which, of course, is the same time this show is usually on. So this show is getting kicked back. We're going to do more of a primetime-like special. Five o'clock show, because the three of us are all going to be at the presser. We're going to have a lot of coverage. Um, George McCaskey, Kevin Warren, whoever else talks there. There's going to be a lot going on at House Hall. We're going to be there. We're going to have all the coverage for you at allchgo.com. And right here on the CHGO Bears podcast. But the show will be moving back to 5 o'clock tomorrow. So just want to make sure everyone's on the same page there. And um, we'll have you know a big show to wrap everything up that happens on uh, the big Kevin Warren. I'm assuming there's going to be stadium, things that matter. That's um, what I'm asking. Timeline, <laughs> ideas Kevin Warren has. I don't know how much he's really going to go into specifics, but... Um, there's going to be plenty to cover, so make sure you're here tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Can we role play it real quick? Sure. Kevin, Mark Harmon, CHGO. Are you open to the Bears perhaps staying in Chicago when you're thinking about where this team will ultimately play football down the line? Uh, right now, the Chicago Bears are uh, only pursuing one stadium site, and that is at Arlington Heights. Go away, Carm. Illegally, that's the only thing you can <laughs> say to that. How would, how would you ask it better? Um, eh, let's workshop this uh, over the next 24 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Okay, That's we right. got to go. I, I, I want I, – Kevin, do you not think that the Chicago Bears belong in Chicago? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I like the little, like <laughs> – Kevin, 
Listen to me. Carm, Big Ten, huge fan. Love you too. Congratulations. Chicago Bears. Right? No. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I'm not embarrassing myself. There is the greatest uh, mock stadium. Unrealistic. Unrealistic video out not there. Not owned by the Bears. Making other people money. I think I think Warren was hired to get that stadium done. Bears. Chicago. We'll right. see you tomorrow. Chicago. We'll see you tomorrow. Bears. Yeah, let's hear what he has to say. We'll be pl- talking about this plenty the rest of the week. Um, also, Wednesday is our next Die Hard Happy Hour. So... In the wake of everything that happens tomorrow, Wednesday we'll have a show at noon, but then we'll also have our diehard happy hour. So if you are not a diehard, CSGO diehard, make sure you are signed up, allcsgo.com slash diehard, and you can sign up, um, get access to the Discord, all this bonus content all the time, and then our happy hours that we do, which are virtual, and we're just hanging out. Talking about football, talking about anything you guys want to talk about, and it's uh, it's not a show. It's just very casual, and uh, we grab a drink and hang out. So um, that's happening Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Big week for us here as the football season never sleeps. Neither do we. More nervous about tomorrow than I was for at least the Vikings game. Tomorrow's a big day. <laughs> for at least the Vikings game. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right, we're out of here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at Nicholas Moriano. We will talk to you tomorrow again, five o'clock. But make sure you're following us all day on social media and at allchgo.com for the coverage. And happy MLK Day, the greatest man ever.